Windy City Women. Windy City Women. Windy City Women. To comedians. Talking about some stuff. It's, you're basically like, it's like you're in the Houston swamp or the Florida glades or something. And except you're not in Houston and or Florida, you're in fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> Just Oklahoma. And literally when I got back, the first thing everyone said, which is real fun to hear, is, ooh, you got dark. I was like, yep. What? There is sun in Oklahoma. Yeah. And it found me everywhere I went. Well, uh, they uh, they didn't grow any trees there for some reason. Or trees don't grow there or something. I don't know what it is, but it was like every time I tried to look for shade, it was like, psych. There is none. Nope. So. Just a blazing hot fireball right over your head. Yep. Into Beating down into your car, too. Mm-hmm. And in a place oh, yeah. like Oklahoma, you have to drive everywhere. In Chicago, so you walk everywhere. So you get to miss the nice August um, third degree burns on the bottom of your thighs when you enter your vehicle. <laughs> if you have I literally seats. freak. We got into an argument because we were leaving. Um, one of the places and when we opened the door it was like steam and like demons like coming out of the car and everything so we're like oh okay we're gonna go across the street and in my mind that was like her cue to turn on the car and like cool it off so like we went and fucked around across the street for i don't know how long and then when we got back the car was had her and i'm like shake why did you not (laughs) turn the air on and she's like oh, i don't want anybody to steal the car fuck the car we don't need the car that bad if it means you cannot turn on the air conditioner like that is oklahoma's disrespectful yo <laughs> so what what give me your overall impression of this is your first time i assume to to go to oklahoma it was what overall impressions here we go yeah <laughs> Oh, I shit you not. I shit you not. I have a friend. He's like a weirdo improver. And he texted me two days ago. He said, Hey, um, I'm driving through Oklahoma. Uh, pretty meh, but a good, decent barbecue. That's what he said. He literally said pretty meh, decent barbecue. Does that sum it up? And I was like, yep, that sums it up. So it was actually a weird experience for me because so Shay's my good friend and she's having her like one year anniversary for her business. Like that's why I was going down there. And so Shout honestly, out to the new clean. The new life clean. The new life that's clean. Her. Um New Life Cleaning Solutions is her uh, company. But she um so in real life that was just code word for be drunk all weekend. <laughs> So um, one of the things, one of the ways that she wanted to celebrate was to actually go to Black Wall Street, where the like Tulsa massacre happened or whatever, and do charity for the actually only Black-owned building that survived from the riots on Black Wall Street. So it was like, it was just like the universe being like, you need to be paying attention to kind of what you're doing, because that morning... We got, like, caught up in some stuff or whatever, like, trying to get there on time and, like, all this other stuff. And then when we got there, we ended up doing, like, so much random good that we had not planned. And then, like, I also was not aware of exactly where and what we were. Or, or, like, 
what the actual building we were in was and why, why it was significant. So, um, in the, like, the middle of us being there, somebody came and, like, gave us a tour. And um, one part of the basement... Hey, calm down, sugar. So, all right. Carmen one, just really likes tours. Carmen yeah. just really wanted us to know that. And I get it, because tours are fun. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this one room, and it is honestly like the size of a closet okay like it's literally there like fake using it for a storage closet this is how big it is and um she's like this is where they hid and i'm like what and she's like this window right here that's where people were literally like climbing and like crawling in while like the Tulsa um riot was happening and all this wow. other stuff and i was like oh my god and like i started to feel it Honestly, God, Amanda, I cried for like six hours straight after that. Wow. I was just like, hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Like, it was just like so emotional. Like, oh. and then they have this like one little like prayer room or whatever, like where people still like went to church while people were like bombing and shit over your head. And I was just wow. like, dude, this is like wild. For anybody who doesn't know, because unfortunately, our education system does not talk about the Tulsa riots. Even um, I got my education in Oklahoma. Um, you know, the Tulsa riots has basically when a bunch of white people, a white mob, burned down Black Wall Street, the very thriving and successful area of, you know, Black-owned businesses and shops and buildings, <clears throat> and... Uh, rounded up a bunch of black people as well. Um, fireballs were shot from helicopters. There's all kinds of horrible things that happened um, that day. And I can't remember exactly when it takes place. 1921, I believe. 21, okay. It was uh, 99 years ago. Wow. Um, so um, the craziest part was because it was like, we knew this story and like literally every time something happens to black people, we're like, Black Wall Street. But um, to actually be on there, the one thing that like pissed me off was that they have this like monument of like, Black Wall Street was here, you know, this is like, probably should have been a business, but now it's a monument. And then they have like all of the names of the businesses that burned down. But then on the other side of the monument, there's, um, like this large plaque and it says all of the businesses that didn't get their insurance money unclaimed uh, insurance money and that pissed me off I'm like unclaimed you mean because they were fucking dead and then it's like what due diligence did you do to get that money to their family or anything like that you just went up oh, unclaimed let us keep this money how much are we talking like, here? I mean, I know it's it was, the 20s, so it can't be a ton, but... Accumulative, it was like 2.2 million. Oh, wow. I believe, like, over 2.2 million. And I'm saying, like, that was then. So now, that's like buku cash, bro. So, yeah, like, really? Carmen's out of here. Carmen ain't hearing it. Carmen is done hearing about this unclaimed money. She is not excited about it. But no, I think her other human is on his way home. I see, I see. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anywho. That's um, um that's crazy that you that yeah. you felt that while you were there. Those emotions, it sounds like you went through, you know, feeling it, um, 
not sad, but some sort of emotion that made you cry. And then also that you like got mad. Yeah, it was like, it was a lot. And it was good feeling and it was bad feeling too, because the other thing about it is Shay's a business owner. I'm a business owner. The other um, person that we were with was a business owner. Like literally it was like, kind of like a full circle moment. Like here we are, these business owners helping this historic church who like went through this horrible thing and things like that. And it's like, it felt good, but it felt bad. Like it just was like, we kind of all made a decision from like that point on, like, yeah, we're going to do the entrepreneur thing. We're going to, cause like it's not to even go here, but like clearly it's a plot, right? Like we don't want black people to have businesses so much. So we'll bomb the shit out of their thriving, whatever. And so it was like, and like it got to the point it was one point so like I I was like crying and I was like Shay I'm so proud of you you're a black business owner and like la 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 and like because I'm a comedian so they're not used to this or whatever and so then like when we were over like after I had like 45 different breakdowns um we were in the car and she's uh, driving her brother-in-law's in the passenger seat and I'm in the back and then like it was just really quiet and like you hear her go and then he goes, are you crying? And she's like, no, no, you know, the AC is like in my eyes. <laughs> no, studs don't cry, like, right? <laughs> of course not. What are feelings? <laughs> but um, it was like, it was like a random emotion, right? Like we didn't even expect it, but it was it was a good deal. Like I think that every Black person should go to Black Wall Street. Also, cool thing about how welcoming Oklahoma is. Um, so right before you get to the historic church and this monument on Black Wall Street, they actually have a, like a Black Lives Matter thing like on the um, street. And okay. I remember we were talking about it and we were like, oh, that was so cool, right? So this is a Saturday that we did this charity at this church. That Sunday morning, um, a group of Oklahomans had spray painted over the Black Lives Matter thing. Damn. I was like, good job, guys. It didn't even let us get all the way out of Oklahoma before you were like, fuck you. So I'm kind of curious, not to, we don't have to get political with this. I'm kind of yeah. curious about your thoughts on that because of some of the earlier episodes we recorded, you kind of were less enthused about that movement. Still not enthused about it. But <laughs> you just don't like some dumb ass rednecks spray painting over whoever put hard work into it. Exactly. And I think that, again, turning it into this spray paintable hashtagable t-shirt wearable type of thing incites people to spray paint over it and this and any other because like if what you were saying was stop fucking killing us one you're not going to spray paint that on the street so guess what <laughs> now it's not going to be spray painted over so it's like it's it's almost like not saying because of course like I don't want to be like a victim blame or anything else not saying like we're inciting it but it's almost saying like here it is like what do you want to do with well it? in New York City it's like every other day there's like people it's like somebody paints it and then somebody graffitis it and then they fix it and then somebody like I feel like it flip-flops exactly and my thing is when you get to that point what is the movement doing because now we're just playing tit for tat about some shit that doesn't matter at all. 
you think everything should be totally focused on like Brianna Taylor and all the more serious issues and less on like the hashtag and spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I mean, I don't know. What else did you think of Oklahoma before we get too off the deep end? Of the- I thought it is, it's like baby Texas. Yep. Yep. And, um, it's like baby Texas. I thought like I just got a baby Oklahoma Texas is like whatever border you're closest to. So if you go to 30 minutes from the Arkansas border, you're in fucking Arkansas. You go 30 minutes from Texas border, you're in fucking Texas. You go 30 minutes from Kansas, you're in fucking Nowheresville, Prairie ass, but higher quality beer, Texas, like or uh, Kansas. Yeah, that's Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it was dope. It was chill. It was, um, it kind of felt good to be like, young black business owners like doing like because it's like you cannot like us but we're like over here doing fly shit so did you feel people staring at you anything like that uh we kind of kept it like close cuff but um not necessarily in oklahoma but i think it was like some random missouri like rest stop that we were at or whatever i mean come on kills missouri exactly exactly and it was like a 15 passenger van of just droves of black people climbing out they were like what you know (laughs) you know when you're in the part of the state where they call it missouri fucking run gays black people anybody that's you better fucking run Definitely. If you forgot your red hat, you need not stop there. So I was like, all right. All right. But no, overall, it was a dope trip. I'll definitely, like, go back to Oklahoma. Like, I think all Black people should go to Black Wall Street. I think it's a dope, it's a dope place. It's just, like, you gotta find your way around. So. I can't believe this is your assessment. I never expected this. I never, as somebody who lived there, I never expected you to recommend it as a quote unquote dope place. I mean, it is a dope place for gathering information. <laughs> okay, okay, you're would I live now. there? Would I live there? Absolutely not. Nobody will I don't want to go to Oklahoma. <laughs> um yeah. Me neither. It's too like, do you have a church and a family? Like then yes, you go to Oklahoma. Like, I don't want to do that. It is the Bible Belt, the heart of the Bible Belt. I know that because I'm a preacher's daughter and I was there. And uh, yeah, that's a big football and Jesus. Pretty much that's it. I'm not really into either one of those right now. (laughs) Never got into the old pigskin tossing. No, no, no. Because it made me feel too weird when I watched it. Because it was like, I do kind of like looking at these guys' asses. But I don't know if I like them rubbing up on each other with these tight <laughs> things on. So I don't want to watch this. I just want to pass. Like, <laughs> it's my thing. You know what's interesting is the wrestling costumes. Those are, oof, hella gay. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, why not wear nothing? Because it's like <laughs> literally like, do you want to see my nipples? And then also, here's my package. So, You're so right. They tease you the way they do a V-neck. Like, show the right nipples. <laughs> that's literally what it is, and it's like that's disgusting. I can see your nipple. Why are they Sorry. putting the little straps on there at that point? 
It's just a thing. Like, do you get nipple burn when you wrestle? Like, is that a thing? Because <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's, I don't like the wrestling either. Wrestling. My dad. Rasslin. My dad's from Alabama, the other redneck state I'm from. Yep, that's right, folks. I grew up in Oklahoma and Alabama. <laughs> Man, you you got the pick of the litter there. Yep, the top of the uh, yeah. chain when it comes to the states in our country. Yeah, I mean, Florida's the worst. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like, what you got there? Crazy. I'm definitely Oklahoma and Alabama are definitely two of the worst ten. Oh no, states. I, I, no, we can put them in the top five totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay, so um, I've been having a conflict about Lori Lightfoot. Hit me. Hit us with this Lori stories conflict of yours. I. I don't know if I like her or like, I don't know if I identify with her. Did you almost say anymore? Cause I was going to be like, mm. so like I've always secretly had a respect for her. Cause I feel like she was doing the best that she could do with what she had. Right. But it ain't easy um, being the Chicago mayor. It's not, but I've recently like redefined how I feel about all politicians and she's a politician, and uh, drop this for us. Tell us how you feel about all politicians now. So I feel like even if you are a good person, like if on resume, like if you're the purest of person, I feel like you, Amanda, you, even you, I think you're the gem of the earth. I think if tomorrow you were a politician, you wouldn't then be the sum of the earth. Like I think <laughs> something about transferring to politics makes you the worst rotten person in the whole wide world. How is this just now hitting you? I feel like you've had these skeptic vibes all season. <laughs> I think that I haven't been able to articulate it in that manner. Like, I knew it was something, but because, and like... So I've got so, my take on that. I agree, okay. but I don't think it's that, like, becoming a politician makes you the, gar the scum of the earth or whatever you say. I think... I think it's that um, in order to be elected, you have to become the scum of the earth. So all exactly. the ones who aren't elected, half the time it's probably because they weren't compromising their values or whatever. All the ones who are successful, you know they did at least mm, four shitty things to get to where they are because that's just the name of the game. So, okay, if we both agree that you have to be some type of skitty shitty scumbag to be elected then why are we voting because whoever's gonna win is gonna be a shitty scumbag person even if it's not the day they get elected give them 48 hours they're the devil i vote to change the system and i know you think it's useless but i couldn't disagree more and i think we have made progress and yes it's slow, non-perfect, but I do think 20 years from now, it will be better for non-white people in America. By and I voting. also admit I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just like, by voting? I think, yes, that's part of it, because I've been watching the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, 
and it's pretty boring shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's pretty yeah. toast and crackers. There's no sriracha like up in this shit. Tubs. Yeah, it's like yeah. real house husband of Congress. Yeah. It's totally terrible. Um, yeah, and very uh, middle of the road people, which I don't understand because Joe Biden is middle of the road. But yeah, that's that's a whole nother ball game. But one thing I did, I do feel like is like they did a special segment on um, women running and how back in the day, they're just like not that long ago, there just weren't any women in any of the positions. And now I do think it's progress that we have a half um, Indian, half African-American vice presidential, possible vice president woman. I think that is progress. And so I think we could get more of that 20 years from now. In your opinion, you probably might not think it matters because you don't, you think like, oh, she had to be, she has to turn into garbage to get to where she is. Is she really? But like, for instance, when they showed their little package, and I admit like it's them manipulating me, but (laughs) still, when they showed their like Nancy Pelosi package, like she did put things on the table bill wise, legislation wise, that you just didn't see people doing, you know, before stuff like all this stuff about the environment you know to me that's because we're electing people who care more about the environment um you know lgbtq rights women's rights um you know we're trying to fix things with the police but that to me is the slowest issue um racial inequality for sure to me is the slowest issue we're making progress on um but to me that and the environment are so important I feel like I can't just not vote. I have to try to elect people who will care about the those two things. I agree. Or or I agree in your right to your belief. <laughs> I still won't be voting. But no, I get it. Have you ever voted? Yeah, I did. I and I, I I'm always conflicted on how I feel about this. I was in Grant Park when Obama got elected. And, like, I cried and was hugging my friend, like, oh, God, change and freedom have come. Who is the black president? <laughs> well, I know how you feel about Obama. I know you are not a fan, but I... I'm not, not a fan. I'm not, not a fan because the most baller thing he did, did you see The Last Dance? The Last Dance. Uh, with uh, uh, about the Bulls and uh, Michael Jordan. And all oh that. no, uh, I still haven't watched that goddamn documentary yet. Oh, you need to, but I don't know. One, I'm fired from a, being a Chicagoan. One of the cool things that he did, and I'm paraphrasing, I've, I've got to get the exact quote, but they were like getting on Michael Jordan about like why he wasn't more vocal about the black plight or whatever. And Obama pretty much came and said, listen, the re- how you get to be a Michael Jordan or Oprah or an Obama is they know that you're going to say and do certain things. And I felt like that was Obama saying, whoever's listening to this, like, I had to do what my white boss <laughs> told me to do. And what I'm saying is I would rather him not have compromised like okay yes it was important to see 
a black president and image and blah, 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 blah. But I feel like all of his Obamanists could have been better utilized as like a random activist. Or Maybe. Like, a, like you could have gone more. You but could he have was done the first black pres- president in the history of the country. That is That to me is so significant. Like it's an important I, step. So it is an important step. Important and significant are two different things. It's an important step, but since inter integration, I feel like scratch that. Let's go further. Since slavery, since before we got on the boat, whatever the conversation was where somebody was like, Yeah, take all of them and put them on that boat. Since that since <laughs> that conversation, I feel like compromising with white people is not our strong suit, okay? And I feel like when we fight for things like integration and equal schools and e- that is that's a that's smoke and mirrors because what honestly all integration did was make us covet something that's not our own and put us in a position where we can now be widely watched, right? Because the reason why Black Wall Street and stuff like that was bombed was because we don't know what you niggas is doing. Like, y'all making a lot of money. Y'all having a lot of fun. You know what? We'll bomb that shit. Are you telling me you you wanted us to stick around in the times where, like, Black people weren't around to eat in white restaurants and shit like that? So... Because integration wasn't, oh, separate is separate. I could come into your restaurant. You just can't come into mine. So that's what I'm saying. So integration was the problem. It wasn't, if what had been established was you can come into mine and I can come into yours, that was okay. But integration was us integrating in white people's shit. And that is not, at no point in time, has that helped us? That just pushed us further and further back. But, like, like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, what do you want? Do you want it to be back where you're not allowed to come into white places? So that's what I'm saying. That phrasing, that not allowed, is not so... Because that integration allowed, was the fight to get you allowed to come into white places. But, so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that terminology and that ideology is what we need to be. That allowed, like... My thing is, it can be a thing or it cannot be a thing. Like, the fact, the whole being allowed, and what I would love is for that to just not have even mattered. Like, oh, okay, this white person has this restaurant that I can't come into. I have my own But what you're saying makes no sense. It did matter. It totally mattered. It was literally illegal. It was, so what I'm saying is that was out of like, hate. I don't want black people to come into this restaurant because we hate them. We think that they're different. We think that they're whatever, whatever, whatever. At no point in time was it white people can't come into black people think whatever because they were the dominant force or whatever. What I'm saying is integration is still white people being the dominant force. And what I'm saying, what I'm not saying is should white people, should black people not be allowed in white people establishment? Yes, they should be. What I'm saying is there should also be an efficient equal alternative 
for if I don't want to go into a white establishment or I don't just something in my community. Like we, what integration took was our ability to have individuality, like our ability to have. You think instead of making rebuilding Black Wall Street, you know, somebody five generations ago just went, oh, I'll go just work for this white guy down the street and he'll pay me shit. It wasn't even that because somebody tried to rebuild Black Wall Street and they bombed their motherfucker again. Like, it was like, no, you cannot come back here and do this shit. Like, so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you cannot be like, we strategically are stopping you from having businesses and come on into our business. That's the cool thing to do. No, I'm saying like both of those are wrong. Well, what's stopping that from happening now? What's stopping that from happening now is, one, the longest version of of this Willie Lynch letter just being hovered over our head and that it worked. Like, we now, integration, now we in here now, right? We do not have the infrastructure to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to go to my own hospital. And what you're saying is, okay, why you can't build your own hospital now because we fucking broke because we're so worried about integrating in y'all shit like if it was ever just no i don't want to do that i'm just gonna stay and stick it like <laughs> if we but had business you're saying you're broke now and that's why you can't build your own shit were was the black population not broke back then when integration happened yes they were this is what i'm saying like that stuff was booming and thriving they didn't if those businesses wasn't shit, they wouldn't have got touched. Those businesses were thriving. And when you demolished them and then didn't give them that insurance money, you took away generational wealth. That's not something that you could just pop up the next generation, tap dance and get some money. That's not what's happening. For generations to come. And also, mind you, Black Wall Street was 99 years ago. So I'm saying, like, it's still people alive from when that happened. So it's not even enough generations that have happened on our side for us to have a hospital, a library, a grocery store. It's trying. So let's say I'm going to go with you on all this, and I'm with you on all this, and I agree, like, integration was a waste of time. Like, of course, we shouldn't have, like, places where Black people can't go. That's stupid. But, like, you know, it should have been something different. But it wasn't. That's what happened. What what can we do now as a nation? Like, we're here. We integrated. There's no time machines. We, as Black people, need to ungracefully bow out of this system collectively. Like, the only way to change something is to change it. Like You mean, like, um, mass boycotting? No, 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 not mass weight. Like, I think that collectively we need to stop paying taxes and not vote. Like, we don't, we're participating in a system that is built to oppress us. And you're saying like, oh, no, if we just keep voting this and the other. But the thing about it is literally the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. And we've been, we literally died to get the privilege to vote. What's to and stop if every black person in the in the country stops paying taxes? What is stopping anybody in power from just continuing to punish people who aren't paying taxes by the IRS coming after you and throwing you in jail? Like how is the how 
think about how many black people it is. How is the government going to put all of us in jail? First, you got to build the motherfucker first. Well, the jails are already like disproportionately filled with black people. Exactly, which means that they full. So now all of us free just don't. This, this, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, the thing about it is we always come up with this, well, what if, well, what if, well, what if, but we never just do the big money move and, like, do the shit. Like, I'm sure people were like, well, what if we boycott the buses and then they, well, just do some shit. Like, it's no way. It is no Boycotting way. Boycotting the buses did huge things for Black people back in the day. And that was just Black people saying, I'm just not going to be a part of this system. That's what I'm not, that's what I'm saying. They were not like, I'm going to go to the bus driver every day and try to change him. No, they weren't like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to donate and then I'm going to write a good note when I donate. No, they said, fuck this. You cannot have my money. You cannot have my time. I don't support this shit because this shit doesn't support me. That's what we have to do on a large scale. But every time you say, don't vote, no, but my granddaddy died to vote. Your granddaddy died for a lot of shit that he didn't know about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's, we just got to be real about it. And paying taxes, you you cannot tell me that you are for defunding the police and you're going to pay your taxes. That doesn't even sound like that makes sense to but me. Defunding the police is not no police. It just means more air, more money in other areas of the community. Defunding the police means less funds for the police. Yeah. If you're paying taxes, your money is going to the police. So either you're supporting the police or you're not supporting the police. And see, that's but the like, for like instance, in police. Minneapolis, they already changed how much money. And like in other cities, they're they're taking away contracts for schools. Like money is already being taken away from the police. That don't move me. And the reason <laughs> why that don't move me is because one, that's happening in one place. Two, that don't really mean shit to me about moving money around because who who... Now I'm just mad because I'm making less money. Now let me shoot more black people. Like literally what needs to be happening is, is like, hey, we need to do some rapid, vast reform. What have we been doing that we have never stopped doing before? That's what I'm saying. And. Okay, so now I have your plan and now I have your ideals, but I'm going to hit you with the really tough thing. Do you think that this, this, campaign would ever actually happen that you can literally i've never heard ever of any entire nation a group of people not paying taxes other than it was it the boston tea party is that what they did yeah yeah no taxation without representation yeah, yeah. i guess that's the exception i'm sure it's happened but i guess my question to you is you know, you're a comedian. I don't see you giving up your career. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll prove me wrong. You know, I don't see you giving up your career and go being the uh, the person you thought Obama should have been. Like, I, I don't know that you feel called to polit political activism. If you're not going to out there show this campaign, like, do you think, like, that's even realistic that that would ever actually possibly happen? I think... You know who I love... I love Dave Chappelle. The reason why I love Dave Chappelle is because you didn't see him coming. And when he started out, he was like, um, Robin Hood, men in tights, how high, this goofy, like whatever, whatever. And you mean half baked? 
yeah, half baked or or whatever, like this goofy whatever, whatever. And now he did like, did you see his eight four six piece? That oh wait, no, like, I saw the thirty minute one that was on Netflix. Oh, he did this um piece like eight four six that was in um quarant like about uh that was about um. I saw the, the one where police. he was on a live stage outdoors. That's I, yeah. I saw that. That is that what you're that talking was about? Called oh, okay. it, yeah, that was really was good. Based, yeah, and it was based off of he had his um neck on his or he had his knee on his neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds or whatever. Got it. Yeah, George. But Floyd. like most of that stand up, like wasn't really stand up, right? There was it hardly was like, any jokes. It was like this is just some stuff that needs to be said. And so I, I said that to say, like, you were like, I don't really see you giving up being a comedian to, like, spearhead this. The thing about cultures and, and, and movements and things like that is me just being like, hey, we should stop fucking voting and we should stop fucking being a part of the system. I'm not enough. What I have to do is become some comedian, get your attention, and then be big enough, and then boom, hit your ass with an eight four six. So, well, I want to clarify. I don't. I never thought you weren't capable of it. I just no, didn't no, no, know I that this was your grand plan the whole time. Well, I mean, secretly, yes, it is my grand plan, but not like not like we're like also like I do love comedy, blah 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 blah, but like. When people are like, well, why isn't this done? Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, why isn't it? It's not that easy as to be like, yawn, new day, I'm doing it. That's not how this works. And it's the reason why it doesn't work like that is because of movements like Black Lives Matter and hashtag this and blah, 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 that. Because if you're not that, you're not seen as serious or doing the work or doing the blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think people would take you serious. I just think, like, right now, I had no idea you even had any, like, interest in political activism. I don't. I don't have any interest in politics. Or activism, not political. Whatever. Um, helping Black community members, basically. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I love Black people. I think they're the best thing in the world. I, I just wish we all felt that way. And I, I mean, yeah, any platform I have, I'm definitely going hard for Black people. I just. But I mean, I meant like, I didn't know you had some, like, you thought like, you know what, I'm going to make a name for myself and then I'm going to, you know, do some activism. I'm going to try to make changes. That's what it sounds like to me you want to. I mean, if, yeah, if I, the bigger my name gets, the louder my voice gets. And if I'm going to have a voice, it's going to be about Black activism, Black power, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's just what it's going to be about. Um, and I think that that is, the other thing about that is, that is scary to admit in public for a Black person. Because what if I'm on some government's radar now? I want to watch her and see if she gets big or like, I'm going to stop her shine. Like, that's why that shit doesn't happen until boom, I'm Dave Chappelle because you got to be smart about your shit. You got to be strategic about your shit. Like I'm almost scared for us to publish this shit. 
Like, cause it's like for real that serious when it comes to black people in the government. And I feel like we don't take that that seriously. Like, don't fuck with the government. The government doesn't fuck with you. Period. Yeah, they do. They are listening literally right now. I'm sure we're running this through Zoom, and I got my computer on, and like you got, you're on your phone. Like that's it. We know they listen to phone calls. We know they can hack into webcams, and we know Zoom is like anybody can see Zoom. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean. It just is what it is, but I mean, it is a, uh, it's tough. Do Okay, but back to your question, do I think it will happen eventually? I think of, because the bottom line is you can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tool. That's what we keep trying to do and it's not going to work. You got to build your own shit. There's no way around that. And this is not our shit eventually somebody gonna get mad enough <laughs> enough it's gonna hit whatever number on the innocent black people killedometer and somebody's gonna be like okay now this is enough it hasn't quite happened yet but honestly to me doing the same thing and getting different results um, and getting and expecting to get different results does not make sense to me when Obama was out, we was, oh, my God, rock the vote. P. Diddy was on commercials and telling us to vote, and everybody was out there. And what happened? Like. Well, I mean, it's part of the system, which is that he only had so much power, and the Republicans kind of cut him off at his knees every chance they could, to be honest. But think about that. In our ideology, the highest position in the land is the president. And what you're telling me is the president was locked up. Like, he he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And no, then, of course, you're going to say like, checks and balances and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But basically, what I'm saying is the shit don't make no sense. And we keep trying to pretend like it do make sense. And it don't fucking make no sense. It's either the president is the president. What do you want a dictator, Kels? It sounds like you want a dictator. No, it's not a dictator. But my thing is... You don't okay, want the checks and balances? <laughs> It's not even about the checks and balances. It's not real checks and balances. You have figured out a way to finesse the checks and balances. You see what I'm saying? On I don't know. We I think if we didn't have person. this shit, Trump would have done like a million times worse things. And he already like basically caused the, like 200,000 people to die. But we just said that Trump not doing shit. That's what I'm saying. Trump's not doing shit without at least three signatures. And that's what I keep... Like, we. it's either... And when it comes to, like, news and stuff like that, it's always, this is what the president's doing. But then when it's like, hey, what is the president doing? It's like, hey, the president has checks and balances. So what are we, like, I'm, like, it's what we can make these things, mold these things to fit whatever perspective we want it to fit, except the perspective of this some bullshit. (laughs) It sounds like you think Black people should overthrow the government. No, I think this is not our government. I think if we want to have a democratic government or whatever type of government we want, we should go somewhere and have our own shit. It sounds like I just can't nail down what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, I think that we should have our own shit and it should stop being such a, like, (gasps) thing for Black people to have their own shit. Like, everybody else has their own shit except black people. Chinese people have China. 
Mexican people have Mexico. Black people don't have Blackaco. Like, we need to have that time to develop our own shit. Like, we need to have that time. You erased our history. You obliterated that shit. Like, if that was our childhood, you raped the fuck out of us for 400 years of our childhood. And now, here we are, these confused adolescents. And I think we get to have, like, we don't got a flag. We don't got a... All we got is go to 23andMe and figure out your ancestry. Go pay white people to tell you where you came from. Fuck no to that. Like, no. That shit don't make no sense. And then when you say things like, I think integration was a... People say, what? You don't want to go into a white person's diner? No! I want to know what it looks like to go into an all-black diner in an all-black neighborhood and it feel just as good as you were going on Michigan Avenue. And I shouldn't feel bad for feeling like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. there's probably a lot of people that agree with you that, you know, I've heard... It's not the first time I've heard somebody you know, who is black, say, you know, echo those words, like, you know, I want to, and, and echo it with this, the thing you said at the end, which was like, you know, because I, some people, when you say at the beginning of that sentence might think like, go to the South side, you do have, you know, it is all black neighborhoods, but the end of it, you said, and it feel as nice as when you're on Michigan Avenue or whatever, you know, not have it be like, have it be like black wall street. Exactly. And we don't have that. And until we are able to have and govern our own, I don't trust none of this shit. Period. But I think I kind of like realized why you can, you can see my side of why I'm like asking you all these questions because yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to nail down even exactly what you're talking about. Cause when you say stuff like that, then I think in my head, oh, does she mean that black people have their own government and everybody else has their own? And then I, like, I'm sure yeah. you'll go like, oh, so that is what you mean? Yes. I'm... So then I'm back so... to thinking like, okay, well, that's never going to happen. Like literally Belarus can't even get anybody in the world to give a shit that their own government's like killing them. Like, I just, I, it's it's hard for me to believe that that's possible. But perhaps when you blow up, and Kells the comic turns into Dave Chappelle, a la his Netflix special. And then you tell people not to pay their taxes. Then everybody, then black people will overthrow or not overthrow, uh, rebel, start their own government. And it'll be one government for all black Americans and one government for the rest. And that totally is a possibility in the future. <laughs> word is my answer to that <laughs> i definitely think the first part of that could happen and i would be super stoked to witness the second part of that happening because i don't think it would necessarily be bad like you said i don't think it is either I the think natives that... have some sort of sorry to interrupt but like the natives yeah. they govern themselves they do and it's fine there's been no bloodshed there's been no whatever whatever and we are the only race where it is like hard for people to say, oh, we fucked you over in a colossal way. Everybody got an apology. Everybody got reparations. Everybody got, nope, not us. And I'm saying like, if this is the system that's saying, no, just not you, because that's what you're saying, just not you, just not you black people. We literally going to give everybody around you some type of rights except you. I'm saying withdraw from this system. All right, you heard it, folks. 
<laughs> withdraw from the system, do the Michael Scott, just stand up in the middle of your office right now and just, I withdraw from the system. <laughs> withdraw from the system and um, get your rights back. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, I hope you're right. I hope uh, things do. There is a time where I can witness a more equitable governance for the black community. But until then, I am going to encourage everyone to vote because I will be voting. Um, and this is the only government I got. And I'm going to try to make sure Trump doesn't burn the fucking country down. I don't know. I don't, Should I don't we end think it on smart enough to. our difference of political opinions? <laughs> hold your hands up. Hmm? I said hold your hands up. Get the blood going. Um, do you remember when this was popular? Raise the roof. I do remember when that was popular, and that was a hard time for me. I'm pop heavy, so I was like, guys, <laughs> this is not fun. This is party up. So, you're doing like air push-ups. Yeah, that's Keep how the it elbows feels, low. Like. <sighs> like I'm the only person in the club sweating. Like, am I doing it wrong? <laughs> Um, well, listeners, heads up, we're the, this is going to be the conclusion of season one for the Windy City Women podcast. Kels, tell our listeners what you're going to be up to, um, how they can connect with you in the future. I know you've got some really cool stuff going on with tarot cards and you're um, helping people with their social media. You've got fucking baller ass merch. Uh, if you're listening and not watching, Kels has a friggin' dope ass t-shirt, lime green Kels the comic, and then also matching Kels the comic uh, face mask. Talk to people. How can they hook up um, with you? Yes, follow me on Instagram at Kells the Comics, K E L L S T H A K O M I C. I am there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, even though I really don't like Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> on it then. I, because it's like there's like 16 people who are like, do you have a Twitter page? And I'm like, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, you can follow me at Kelsa Comic on Snapchat. I'm really on that one. Um, but what's coming up for me? Um, I do have a few more videos that I plan on dropping. So watch out for that. I do always have merch for sale. Um, and I do. I am. Uh, Amanda kind of dropped the bag. I am doing tarot now. Ooh. Um nothing huge but yeah i'm giving readings if you want to hit me up from that i will be coming out um actually in a few weeks with like a separate platform for that for people to hit me up in and also i do help people who are like just starting their business and maybe are too busy to like post for their businesses and stuff like that for social media i do that as well i gotta make money because COVID wants us to stay home it does. And also because, like you said at the beginning, you're, you're an entrepreneur, I'm you're doing your thing. Never going to work for anyone, especially a white man again. Hell effing yes but to yeah. that. Down with <laughs> the white patriarchy. I'm with you. I love that. Um, make, I'll make sure to link up all of that in the description so that people can follow you and they hit you up on Instagram for your merch, correct? Yep. Or wh wherever. DM her from one of her platforms. Yep. I'm and Amanda Coster. With you, Amanda. With me, um, I am going hard on my YouTube, 
And Ooh. yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's uh, I'll link that up as well. It's just my name, Amanda Costner. That's like what I am on all of them. I'm also going really hard on TikTok these days, and I'm pretty excited because they created like a tick creators fund. Um, and I last time I checked, I was one follower shy of being able to join. Um, so I'm gonna be really? a millionaire, everyone. <laughs> Okay. I'm just kidding. Cool. I'm saying cool. that because I get all these like I have stuff on Spotify and stuff, and I'll get like a thirty cent deposit once a month. <laughs> like, yep, this is what I was dreaming of. <laughs> and I'm like, that's definitely probably what it's gonna be. But anyways, yeah, I'm on the talk. If you're not too afraid of spyware, I love it. And we're definitely and gonna drop more vids down. together. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was I'm saying also in Trump just shutting TikTok down. Yeah, so, but like yeah. it looks like now there's a bidding war for it. Did you see that? I don't care. Kels <laughs> <laughs> is all about the reels. Hello, Instagram reels is her style. I guess it is. Oh. Reels sucks so bad. Like they oh, need to no. fix that shit. It is ratchet TikTok. <laughs> I think in my mind, I'm just committed to being a senior citizen. If it came out 10 years ago and was hot, I'm like, do that shit. <laughs> 10 do years ago. Stuff. Wait, so what are you? You're like really into the walking dead right now. And what? Dude. Who was hot in 2010? I can't even remember that far back. That's like totally me. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you wear your mask. Kels has worn her mask every single episode this season. Because it is important to wear your mask. Yes, it is. It literally, I think I saw or I read somewhere, it was like, if both people wear their masks, it reduces, it like, um, it's, it's like huge percentage chance of saving you. Like huge, like insane. Yep. And it's like people still won't wear their masks. Yeah. It. I saw a dude, I was in the store the other day, and he seemed like the nicest dude, and the clerk, I could tell, she was just over it, but he was just, like, struggling, and his mask kept falling below his lips, yeah. and um, he definitely would, I don't know what somebody with COVID looks like, but he just looked like he had COVID. <laughs> he was like, ah, 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 and I was like, yeah, this guy has COVID. <laughs> I thought that, but I was like, not only does that guy not know how to wear his mask or fit it properly on his face, he definitely has COVID-19, this poor clerk. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so make horrible. sure you stay safe out there and uh, yeah. Bye, guys. When does it women? Hashtag we love you. When is it anywhere?